0: Sol whatte is skippoli welcome again to another episode of Latin and layman's where I'm gonna go over I stem nouns for today plus ablatives um because not only just do we have the ablative uh referring to a prepositional phrase and or the object of a preposition um but we also have ablative of means ablative of accompaniment and so on and so forth, of which we'll get into it in a little bit. Um, so yeah, here we go. I'm just going to dive right on in. I don't have much to say other than that, other than there are three uh, general important rules to definitely remember throughout this chapter. So firstly, um, let's think about this. There are three types of third declensionized stem nouns. Uh, the first is parasyllabic, in which the nominative singular ending in es or as, that would be spelled as is or es, and genitive singular have the same number of syllables. The second is monosyllabic, in which the nominative singular has one syllable and two consonants at the end of its base. And the third type of i-stem noun includes neuter nouns with nominative singular forms ending in e. A L or A R. Secondly, um, all I stem nouns have a, or rather an extra I in the genitive plural, producing an ending i-u-m UM, instead of UM. Neuters also have I in the ablative singular and I A in the nominative and accusative plural. I'm just running that through my head real quick. That is all. Yeah. And then thirdly, English with corresponds with three uses of the ablative case. The ablative of means, which requires no preposition in Latin. The ablative of manner, uh, which can use cum or no preposition at all. And the ablative of accompaniment, which always uses cum, a.k.a. cum is always accompanying the uh, ablative in this case is the way that I remember it. I-STEM nouns are a subcategory of third declension nouns. <clears throat> Excuse me. The differences between... It's just so dry here. Good God. Uh, the the differences between regular third declension and I-STEM third, third declension nouns are relatively minor, as in most cases, they just uh, add an additional I, which is pretty uh, straightforward, right? Kind of intuitive. Only in one form does the I displace the original third declension ending, E, and replace it with an I. Here is the regular formation of third declension masculine and feminine nouns. So for the masculine and feminine, just like how in the third declension, they lump together the masculine and feminine into one um, declensional system. Uh, So here we go. There's nothing. uh, It's irregular in the the nominative singular, and then we're going to go nominative genitive, dative, accusative, abula, ablative, blah, 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 singular, then plural. So n- irregular, nominative, singular, then is, I, M, A, as, um, ebus, as, ebus. That is the masculine and feminine. Then if we do the I stem, it's is, I, M, A, as, ium ebus, as, ebus. So now look at the I-STEM variant of those same endings in your mind, in your mind's eye. See it. There's one difference. It's literally in the genitive plural, and the ending is I-U-M instead of U-M. That's the sum total difference between the regular and third declension masculine and feminine I-STEM nouns. Uh, Cool. That's pretty nice. The only challenging thing about this is figuring out which is masculine and feminine third declension nouns. Um or which they are, figure out which masculine and feminine third declension nouns are I-STEM. Those break down into two categories, essentially. Gross. Sorry. One is parasyllabic nouns in which the nominative singular has an is or an a's, and the genitive singular has the same number of syllables as the nominative, for example, kiwis. Kiwis or moles and molis. Uh, the other category is called monosyllabic. There we go. Here the nominative singular, or here the nominative singular, have one syllable and the base ends in two consonants. So in this case, an example would be mons montis, ours artis, mons montis is mountain, ours artis is art. So if a noun in third declension and the nominative and genitive have the same number of syllables and the nominative singular ends in es or as, or the nominative has one syllable and the base ends with two consonants, the genitive plural will be i, u, m, or um. Neuter nouns exhibit a few more differences. Here is a chart reminding you about the regular uh, formation of the neuter third declension nouns, and then I'm going to uh, See how it is affected when the third declension neuter noun becomes i-stem. So, again, I'm going to go over just the regular third declension neuter. So, again, it's uh, I'm just going to go mm, basically, or just like a whatever, because remember the nominative and accusative singular are uh, irregular. They're just basically the base of the word. So, going in the same formation, I'm just going gonna go blank e i blank e um a ah, um ibus a ah, ibus and then same all in the singular actually for the neuter i stem nouns there's no change whatsoever and then in the plural it becomes ia ium ibus ia ibus. you can see that that only the genitive plural changed uh to ium but there is also an i replacing the e in the ablative singular and Oh, that's something that I failed to mention, Uh, is that the ablative singular from neuter turns to E in the regular and then in the I stem it turns to an I. But identifying third declension I stem neuter nouns is much easier than masculine and feminine ones, in my opinion, because there is more irregularity um, to see the difference from. Uh, You can see that not only is the genitive plural change, oh, well, mm, no, never mind. Sorry, lost my train of thought. Um, There are three nominative singular endings which identify whether a third declension noun is I-STEM or not. If the nominative singular ends in in one and E, two and A-L, or three and A-R, then the neuter noun is I-STEM. It's that simple. So for example, Mare Maris, that would be spelled M-A-R-E, and then Maris is M-A-R-I-S. The Latin word for sea, as in ocean, is i stem, meaning that its ablative singular will be mari with an i. Its neuter nominative and accusative plural will be maria, like Maria. It would be spelled like Maria, but Maria. And its genitive plural will be marium. There is um, one third declension i noun worth talking about and taking a visit. It's we wisse that's spelt V-I-S-V-I-S, right? It stays the same in both the nominative and genitive singular. It's feminine, and it means force, power, or violence. It's irregular in as much as its accusative singular as is I am, producing whim, v i. M, and in the ablative singular, it becomes a VI, a form which often shows up in classical Latin, meaning through force of violence. The genitive singular vis, vis, um, and the da- dative singular we, VI, are attested seldom. But the plural uses a different base, not V, vi, but V I R, producing vires and virium, right? That would be spelled V I R. E S and then V-I-R-I-U-M. Remember, it's I-STEM. So then it would be Wiribus, we as and then Wiribus again. But do note, be careful not to confuse the third declension I-STEM noun, wees especially with its plural, we as with the third declension noun, weir, meaning man, Right? So please note, there are no overlapping forms, but a few of them are very close to the same. So werium of strength, the genitive plural of weis, looks a lot like weirum, which would be the accusative singular of weir, meaning man. Also weires, V-I-R-E-S, the nominative and accusative plural of weis, look a great deal like, like wiros and weiries, the accusative plural and dative and ablative plural of weir. I just mentioned those because that's a little anecdotal thing from my uh, uh, experience with Latin. So, if uh, that helped you, I hope that helped you. What's so, hey. double G. and this is right here. All right, I'm done. Okay, we're back, though. And then I'm going to be going over the ablatives, and then we're going to just wrap it up. Hopefully, I'm keeping it short, sweet, nice, and simple. Just want to remind everybody, go ahead. And, uh, I would love for you guys to check out my TikTok if, uh, that so, uh, you know, interests you. If you like the etymological breaking down of words and all that good jazzy jazz stuff, as well as a little bit of some Latin grammar, pop on over to at Mr. Connerly. Okay. A lot of my students do a lot of mock ones of my, um, my main account but it's very easy to sift through there's one that's mr Connolly's left ear that's definitely not me nor is mr Connolly's right nostril uh they like to crop photos of me and then zoom in on particular uh you know uh, aspects of my face god i love my students shout out to my students you guys are very funny uh and clever Uh, so uh, so yeah but uh, mine's just Mr. Connerly you'll see me Uh, and then there's the son of Mr. Connerly too so shout out to my son uh, who's not actually my son but is over TikTok so again thanks uh, thanks for that just a little interjection uh, and shout out to my students whom I always love to talk about uh, because they are as I consider them to be my proxy children Uh, Because, uh, you know what, if you all know as a middle school Latin teacher or middle school teacher in general, you are more parenting a lot of the time than you are teaching. And, uh, well, that's okay because I don't really need to teach uh, a lot of the time because uh, parenting and dealing with behaviors grows me as a person in a way. I am quite, you guys have taught me a lot a lot more than just academics, and I very much appreciate that and love that. Love the growth mindset of all my kids as well as me, helping me out. We're all growing up together. So firstly, now that being with that being done, uh, all that I-STEM knowledge, uh, let's turn our attention to the ablative. So first of them is the ablative of means, which uses no preposition and shows the tool or instrument used to perform some action. For instance, with a sword, with rake, with his hands, uh, with a computer, with, uh, you know, yeah. Here are some examples in Latin. So we have labore, which means by means of work or with labor. Armies, meaning by means of arms or meaning with weapons. Uh, and via, by means of a road, that is by using the path. All right. Notice in all three instances, Latin does not use a preposition equivalent to English "with." Remember, "with" meaning uh, "cum" in Latin. But typically, in the past, we've learned to identify an ablative by indicating whether it's it is situated within a prepositional phrase by indicating the preposition preposition it is the object of. All right. So a key thing to remember: a noun used in the ablative of means is always an instrument or vehicle of some kind a sword, a pen, a ship, a horse, um, you know, modern day, a car, plane, whatever. Secondly, and the second use of the ablative is the ablative of manner, which most often uses the preposition cum. It shows how something happens, so like with honor, or with valor, with speed, with humor, with integrity, The prepositional phrase being equivalent to an adverb. So, for example, cum ratione means with reason, that is reasonably. Cum sapientia means with wisdom, that is wisely. That's why we are now the homo sapiens. That's where we get sapientia or sapiens from is sapientia. And then finally, cum animis, meaning with courage, that is courageously slash bravely. See? All those things, they're kind of metaphysical in a way. So a key thing to remember here is that the ablative of manner is almost, it almost has to be abstract, such as goodness, speed, emphasis, clarity, um, all that good stuff. So like I said, think meta. Third use of the ablative is the ablative of accompaniment, which always must have kum. It also shows um, who participated in some Activity, so thus it can be best translated in English as along or together with. So, here are three examples in Latin. I got to think of three real quick. How uh, about cum puellis, which would mean uh, together with the girls? Cum Cicorone, which would mean with Caesar, and then cum isto malo, which which would mean with that bad man. Okay, so besides their formation, it's often easy to tell the difference among these three uses of the ablative by looking at the type of noun used as the object of cum, if there is a cum, right? Uh, you know, we're not really a lot of the time translating from Latin, uh, from English back into Latin, because there's no use other than to really practice our grammatical skills and doing composition sentences like that, but otherwise, um, there's no reason to. So if you find see that coom, think automatically. It's It could be accompaniment, but it also could be with um, manner. Okay? So uh, a key thing to remember about the applet of, of accompaniment before we wrap this up is almost always a person or personage of some sort. So a friend, an army, gods, or anything personified. So um, let that perkle in. Percolate in, percolate in, percolate in the mind, uh, and I hope that uh, you'll learn something new. So with that being said, I would really appreciate a follow and or a rating of some sort on Apple Podcasts because that's where you can rate me. Um, yeah, I don't know how you rate on Spotify or anything like that. If you can, please do it. Um, but, uh, you know, just trying to spread the info, you know uh, let's, let's, let, let's let people know the importance of Latin and how it, you know, there is the grammar aspect, which is kind of meh sometimes, but it also helps us refine our language and understand our language from another point of view, right? That's why I feel like I have really, it's, it it really helps me, uh, command my language, hone it, refine it. Um, like I said, it's a utility that I use now because, uh, I learned all my Latin or all my grammar from Latin rather. So um so I hope that uh you know, because this is what what I tell my students. Sorry, now I'm going on a little, little bit of a rant, but you know, whatever. If you made it this far, thank you so much. Now you can join me standing up on my uh soapbox. Um, because what I tell my students is that Um, you know, we just kind of start speaking, we build on speaking, we learn from other people, what they say, and then we pick up on that and we kind of just add more tools to our, you know, tool shed. And, but we don't really think critically about speaking. We don't think about, you know, what's going on within a sentence particularly, or how to make, um, a sentence active versus passive or what, um, all of these algorithms are and, you know, just very interesting things. So. it helps you see Latin in and language in a different way. And I hope that uh, that you can see that as well. So I'll leave you with that. Uh, wale slash walete. Wale being a singular direct address saying goodbye and walete being a plural amount of people. Either way, take care, y'all. And I hope you have a nice weekend.